0: but about two years ago, I was raped. There's a lot of anger. for not being manly enough. There are two ideas about safe spaces. My understanding of the world changed. And I felt numb. Are you a man or a mouse? I was alone. I couldn't bring myself to say it. I was lost. All I wanted was to be able to share my experience, what was happening to me with someone. Hey, everyone, and welcome once again to Safe Places and Spaces for Men. Hey, this is your male survivor resiliency and leadership development coach Thomas Edward coming to you once again from Sacramento, California. And we're actually experiencing a little break in the rain uh, today. But it's great, you know, because every time I think about it, you know what summer's like here. It gets real hot and it gets very dry, right? Which is one of the reasons we have the fire. So, you know, during this time of year, we're always thankful for the amount of rain uh, that actually comes our way. Plus, it saves money because then I don't have to turn the water on to actually water water the lawn. And I I, I keep it until the last uh, moment, so uh, of having to turn the water on. Hey, how are you guys doing out there? Uh, a lot of us, of course, are sheltering uh, in place, you know, due to the the COVID nineteen um, virus. And uh, I know for me, um, you know, uh, I don't know if I shared with you guys, but I had a friend who actually, uh, contracted the, the, uh, convent 19 virus, uh, young guy in his 40s. He's, uh, uh, he's a a fit buff, right? Cross cross CrossFit buff. So in great shape, but man, um, you know, of all the people you think what, you know, contracted, you wouldn't think of him, but he did. And it just really knocked him uh, on his feet. And, um, to the point where he had to do blood transfusion, some different things. And he thought this was going to be, you know, his, his last time kind of here on this earth, but, um, he made it through. Still has some, uh, issues though, you know, cause just depending on who you are. So, uh, you can tell that his, his breathing is still labored because it's done some, some damage to to his lungs. So, you know, take the, you know, take what people are saying seriously. Right. So, You know if they're saying you know need to wear a mask wear a mask uh, like they said they believe it's actually airborne Uh, for those of you that are from the state that i lived in um in washington so they had a a choral group and this is kind of uh for me because they're singing chorals and stuff where you know they were doing a social distancing and uh no one touching each other but just being in the same room and singing together 60 people uh 45 contracted it right so Uh, so it seems like it's possible that it's airborne so you know if you got to stay in and shelter safe please stay in and shelter safe because that's really important for you and of course you probably just heard from me a couple days ago but like i said you know i've got more time (laughs) so i can kind of push out the podcast a little more frequently you know uh this this weekend i I just want to kind of share this you know i like to be transparent i mean we're all survivors you know, here, so just having, you know, a little bit of kind of downtime there, you know, and some of the ways, uh, some of the things I was going through, so I was going through issues, of course, with with my mom, who's elderly, she's like in her upper 80s and stuff, and dealing with stuff back home there in Illinois, and not being able to actually go back there, and, you know, and then, of course, like I said, with my friend who had the the coronavirus, and uh, so there's just been a lot of stuff, you know, um, coming up. And so you know what I want to really kind of talk about today, um, and I'm just thinking about you know uh, somebody comment the other day like, man, you just sound so upbeat. What's going going on? And I said, well, if you know what's really going on, you know, behind the scenes. And I said, kind of, it kind of sometimes goes from moment to moment. And so I want to talk a little bit about emotional resiliency, and that's really important, I think, for us, especially as survivors. Some of us are in places now where we really have a lot of time to think, or we're in places where we're interacting with individuals and maybe those dysfunctional coping habits and mechanisms are coming to the surface, you know, or maybe cabin fever. Okay, so being in the same place um, for, you know, uh, several weeks or, or a month or however long you've been sheltered in place can oftentimes become stressful. And it's like, man, where do, where do I get the, as we call it, the emotional resilience you know, how do I build it to to make it through these times? So how do you collect yourself after a, a stressful event? Now, I'm going to say, I think, you know, as survivors, um, for us, we might have a little bit more experience than, than most people. But it just also depends on where we are in our healing journey. So, you know, when we think about emotional resilience, it's it's when you're able to calm your, your frantic mind, you know, after encountering a negative experience and uh, I think it's kind of I'm going to say totally intrinsic because it is kind of like a muscle too, uh, an inner force by which we kind of hold ourselves through the the down times of of life the the downsides of life and so it's kind of like you know those that have done my leadership coaching and stuff you know when we talk about um, uh, EQ or EI which is emotional intelligence versus IQ, right? And your social intelligence. Emotional resiliency, you know, is a trait that is there. And if you think about it, it's something that you continue to build, of course, throughout throughout your lifetime, through the things that you experience. You know, it's like for for me, you know, it's like, okay, uncertainty, uh, whatever, um, you know, no job right now, whatever, unemployed due to corona, but then, you know, uh, it's like one of those little thoughts, oh, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I think about, but wait a minute, I've been homeless before. <laughs> I've slept under bridges. Uh, I've, I've slept in parks and those different type of things. All right. All right. So if we can bounce back from, from that, we can actually bounce back from this. I remember there was a saying that uh, resiliency, it's a muscle, that if you flex it enough times, um, then it takes less effort. The, the next time that you have to flex that, that muscle, that emotional resilience muscle. So when we think about emotional resilience, it, it's not about winning the battle, okay? It's it's about the strength and the power to make it through the storm, to to keep steady, to keep steady, sell. And, you know, it's, it can be difficult sometimes, especially when we're talking about, you know, connection and we live in an area of technology, the technology revolution. But just think about it. We have a technology revolution practically about every every 10 years. It's going a little bit faster these days, but yet we adapt to those changes. So things that maybe never existed in our lives before we start, of course, adjusting to them. So we do have the ability to to do it. We do have the ability, as the word resilience, of course, comes from um, the Latin resilio. We have the ability to bounce back, okay, to retaliate. So when we think about emotional resilience when we talk about this this living this art of living it's entwined in a lot of things it's entwined in our in our self belief it's entwined in our self compassion and that's one of the things when we're talking about this even as survivors do we have that self belief and that self compassion and oftentimes i find when i am coaching and working with survivors uh, that oftentimes those are missing. And that's often due to the shame and, and guilt imprints that are left from possibly the, the sexual abuse and not actually working through. So when we think about this, it's, it's the way through which we empower ourselves to perceive adversities, um, to see them pretty much as, as temporary um, for us evolving through the pain and evolving through the sufferings. Now, when we think about emotional resiliency, I'm going to say there's a couple of of building blocks when we when we think about this or you can say whatever the three three dimensions one. So you've got your physical elements. So, you know, involving your your physical strength, your energy, good health and vitality. So you're, you're doing those things to make sure that you take care of yourself from a physical perspective. So for, for me, you know, one of the things that I do, because I'm also uh, certified whatever herbalist, um, there are, you know, just uh, different herbs and things that I take, you know, to help keep my stamina up. A root, <coughs> excuse me, a root um, is one that I use, ashwagandha, right, which is Ayurvedic, you know, from India. And I noticed that those actually help me when we're talking about um, that emotional resiliency, Then there's also the the, the mental or the psychological elements, right? And so how well do you have the ability to adjust? Do you actually have adjustability? Um, Can you have attention and focus? Um, How is your self-esteem and self-confidence that we just talked about? Or what is your emotional awareness as we talk about EQ or EI? Uh, What is your self-expression, your thinking, your reasoning abilities? So when we talk about um, some of the elements of emotional resilience, you also have the mental and the psychological elements. And then, of course, we live in the world and I believe we're created for, of course, social. And that is a big component when we're talking about emotional resilience, that social element. So including those interpersonal relationships the the people that you work with the your partner your kids parents friends community whatever you know church your bridge group your aa group whatever so likability conformity communication cooperation all those different type of things are part of the social element when we're talking about emotional resiliency so it's built upon those three things your physical elements your mental and psychological elements, and your social elements. Now, if we were to, um, I'm gonna give you a a visual here, and you can actually even do this if you want to. So if you were to take a a pencil right now, and you were to draw a circle, okay? And from that circle, you're gonna have, let's just say, arrows coming from that circle. So at the top, at 12 o'clock, you would have an arrow going up. And then you would write the word high self-esteem, okay? Then at six o'clock, you would draw another arrow down and you would write the words in positive coping strategies. Now, in between those two, I'm going to say on your right side, so from high esteem on your right side, going down to your positive coping strategies, you've got three different things that are there. Remember, resiliency is in the middle, but it's composed of these things. So on that side, you would have flexibility, okay, flexibility. And so we kind of talked about that a little bit when we talked about if am I able to, you know, uh, adjust or not. But flexible, we're talking about like flexible thinking, okay. So when we think about flexible thinking, once again, we're going into that mental health component. It's going to contribute towards our personal, it's going to contribute to our professional success as being human beings and so it's the person who has has developed these skills through training through e- experience um, just being able to have a well-life balance because you can do flexible thinking. the next one after that would be strong relationships and this is really key remember we talked about those social elements um, or, or pieces having strong relationships you know um, I, you know my Mike in Canada I love the dude. Right. And so, you know, during this period of time, I I love them because of the relationship that we've built, that we just kind of reach out back and forth to each other. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, how are you doing? You know, and the thing is, and you guys know my whole theory on um, building strong relationships means you have to put in emotional deposits. Right. So into each other's um, life. So it's not just a hey, how are you doing? It's like, hey, what's going on? And then actually giving an answer, right? Oh, you know, this is going on, blah, 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 and kind of just sharing what's going on there. Those help to build those strong relationships. Then also when we're talking about resiliency, um, I'm going to say the next one on that side would be, you know, just your, your spiritual freedom, right? And so the, the ability to, I'm going to say, to be you and who you are, the essence of, who you are and bringing that to the table so it could be you know your values your your belief all those things that make you who you are but having the freedom to to be that individual or that person all right so now as we continue so we did our like we said our high esteem there at 12 and then we did our positive coping strategies there at six o'clock at the bottom and then we filled it in, in between on the right side on the left side, though, okay. So now let's just say we're going to do our ten o'clock, whatever nine o'clock, and whatever I guess it would be eight o'clock or something like that. We've got a, a, another side that's going to complete when we're talking about resiliency. Um, so let's just say now we're going from the top, and so we're going from our left side down to the bottom. So then we at the there we would have non-judgmental mind. Now this one is a hard one and those of you that have worked with me when we do the emotional intelligence course that we have in the coaching session um, I think it's uh, it's either course three or four I can't I can't remember it could be the new imprint leadership but we talk a lot about this when we work with this the non-judgmental mind and oftentimes what we find is there's a lot of actually, as we said, judgmental, even self-condemnation. And then that spews into our relationships and working with um, our our spouse, our partners or people at work. And we just notice ourselves very easily flipping over to a judgmental mind. But what we want to do is we want to make sure that we're flipping over more to the non-judgmental mind. Now, also on that resiliency side, uh, underneath that we have mindfulness. And once again, this is being aware, but you know, I wanna ask you right now, how much time do you actually take to just do some mindfulness? I'm gonna say meditation, okay? So I have like my singing bowls and I love my my singing bowls. And um, sometimes I, I love to just, you know, just sit there and either play or listen to the singing bowl, and then just give my mind uh, time to either relax or focus on whatever it is that I want to do, like my breathing, just to be present and to realize where I'm at. And then we talk about resiliency. The the last one underneath there is going to be our emotional regulation. So how well do we do with that, that emotional control? So, you know, emotional self-control, we can redirect them. And sometimes what happens is the way that we respond, we actually allow people to maybe manipulate our feelings. But when we have that emotional resiliency, what happens is we're just more or less likely to be overwhelmed by the stress or how people are affecting our lives. Now, here's the thing. And this is one that I always, you know, think about for my myself and especially when i'm dealing with other people <laughs> maybe they're possibly either riling me up or saying things about me and, and the thing i always ask myself the first thing is like is it true okay and if it isn't true then okay then to me it's just like waters off it's water on the duck on the back of a duck and i you know i just say okay thanks for the information whatever then i go on and, and do whatever it is that i need to do uh because i know it's not true but if it is, then what I do is I contemplate and say, okay, so if it is true, do I want to do something about it? Okay, and if I do, then I make plans towards whatever it is in order to see if I can either overcome it, deal with it, or get what I need in order to work through it. So when we're talking about that that emotional resilience, those are some of the things. Now, here's the thing that when we're talking about Emotional resilience, there's this kind of this, I'm going to call it the the stress and emotional resilience um, cycle. And I can't remember, we learned this in psych class and it's been such a long time, but I'm going to try and try (laughs) and remember it. Uh, But the cycle kind of goes something like this. So there's, uh, once again, I'll use um, directional terms. So we'll say at 12 o'clock. So we start out with our traumatic events. So they could be anything in your life right now could be death bereavement, um, unemployment you know so for me I'm dealing with that I'm dealing with my you know mother being you know I don't know how many states over you know health dealing with those things but then also being unemployed uh, s- traumatic events uh, it could be sickness, it could be um, humiliation it could be natural disasters um, I think they've got floods if I'm not mistaken in, in Mississippi and other places okay so the traumatic event now when we go to three o'clock what we have there is what's we call the perceived stress so that's our emotional reaction to what's going on so just think about this and we've talked about this before when people talk about you know the fight or flight but remember it's usually freeze actually comes first it's freeze then it's possible flight And then fight is always the last resort when I think there's no way I'm going to be able to get out of it. So now think about yourself and your body responding to whatever that perceived stress is. Okay, that emotional reaction. Then in the next part of the cycle, so that puts us down at the bottom at six o'clock, we have now our stress management. So what are the coping mechanisms that we're going to use? Uh, What is the communication that we're going to? To use, are we going to seek guidance to to help us? Or are we going to seek emotional support? What are we going to do to help self-regulate? Okay, those emotional dealing with the stress, the stress management. Now, if we find some great plausible things, then that moves us to the next side, which now is going to be nine o'clock, which moves us to our emotional resilience. So now we're going to be thinking about ways in which we can do self-improvement. We're going to find ways to bring up that internal strength. Um, We're going to find ways to better adjust. So maybe instead of like I said, you know, um, yelling whatever at the person, I'm going to say, okay. So is that true? Okay. (laughs) If it isn't, okay. Well, thanks a lot for your opinion. Uh, I mean, I value it, but thank you for your opinion, then I go my way. Or if it is true, it's like, okay, so what do I want to do about it in order to improve or to be better? That's where the emotional resiliency comes in. My flexibility to start balancing, right? And of course, then that just, the cycle starts all over again. So I want you to, to think about that. Maybe there's stuff that you're, you're, you're dealing with um, now that you're going through and when we think about, you know, I'm going to say those, those strategies, well, we need to first and realize within that circle that we talked about, we've got one, our cognition, which is the way that we think. We've got our perception, which is the way that we analyze and evaluate things. Because sometimes I might be actually be making a mountain out of a molehill, right? So perception. And then it's going to be our action, the way that we react to it. I call it the CPA, of accounting uh, our emotional uh, resilience so our C.P. our cognition our perception and our action so when we're talking about developing i'm going to say that emotional resilience one i think it is recognizing uh, the fact that your thoughts of course are going to influence your actions and so that's that's a big piece of it but then i think it's also acknowledging the stress and being willing to, um, to to cope with it, to effectively cope with it. And what I'm noticing, at least during this time, is that oftentimes, you know, when I'm hearing survivors and um, they're coaching is that they're not acknowledging the stress. And so uh, that's, like I said, that's why we want to be able to create those emotional deposits in each other's life so we can drop those texts and just say, hey, dude, this is what I'm going through, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And here's the thing often that I notice, you know, even if the other person, whatever, doesn't have time to return whatever or something that text that might take them a day or two. Just knowing that I have the ability to acknowledge and put it out there where someone else can actually receive it is part of the magic of the emotional resiliency to just know that you have actually been heard on the other side. In. so that really goes a long way But then also when we're when we're developing that emotional resilience it's it's being open to change and that's where we talked about that whole flexibility uh, adapting to whatever our new situation is i think the next one when we're talking about developing that emotional resiliency and i talked about this just before you have to be willing to accept the truth by changing of course the way that we react to the stress And that's really what oftentimes makes the difference, how we actually decide that we're going to react to the stress. And then just simply embracing, embracing self and and building, like we said, building that self-compassion and and building that empathy. So when we think about this, here are some some things that one that we can continue to do when we're talking about developing that um, emotional resiliency. Okay. So one things you can practice on, <coughs> excuse me, self-acceptance. Oh, I better not be losing my voice here. <coughs> All right. Here we go. <laughs> haven't done any uh, going up the scale singing exercises. So maybe I've got phlegm in my throat. So self-acceptance. Okay. So um, when we think about this self-acceptance, uh, like I said, how compassionate are you with yourself? Oh, you might be compassionate with other people, but how compassionate are you towards yourself? How considerate are you towards yourself? Um, write down, what are some of the things that you've actually done for yourself? I'm gonna say within the past 72 hours, okay? So maybe have you just taken time out to, to read a book, to read a comic, to, to watch a, whatever funny show or something like that? What have you done for yourself? And then when we talk about self-acceptance for us as survivors, this can often, when we talk about the guilt and shame, How often do we accept ourselves as what happened to us it's it's just it's part of our experience and it doesn't put i'm gonna say a mark or a negative on who we are as an individual okay all right here's another one when we're thinking about building that that resiliency um procrastination and i know i've talked to i keep talking about this i'm like look if you're out there And you've got all the time. This is the time maybe now to start doing some coaching. This is the time to start working on those different type of things. But maybe you are procrastinating. And so when we're talking about building the resiliency, that's one of the things that we got to beat. We got to beat the procrastination. Start figuring out how we're going to break down those goals into smaller sub goals. You know, what are the activities that are going to be there specifically designed to help us to work through those things of course finding balance right so emotional resiliency it's it's a i'm gonna say a trajectory of healthy functioning after we encounter this uh, adverse or highly adverse incident and so it's the fine balance that we can develop between our emotions and the way that we um, allow them to affect our lives so we got to have that balance you know so like i said um keep a daily schedule where you can kind of note these things i really believe that goals are are important in writing those things down Uh, maintain like a a priority you know check in you know check in with your partner check in you know um, with the kids personal cares make sure you've got that social life that's that's going and then make sure that you understand what your priorities are. I think that's really, really important when we're talking about that. So, you know, I, I hope that that, oh my goodness, it's already over time. I'm, I'm hoping that that helps you guys just a little bit um, today, this week. And like I said, I might jump on it uh, again this week, just depending on what's, what's going on. But, you know, I just really felt, because some of the stuff I was dealing with over the weekend and then just thinking about that, hey, you know what? Maybe a list, a little podcast on emotional resiliency might help you out there. Hey, feel free, like I said, shoot your questions, ideas, suggestions, things you would like for me to, to talk about. Um, I, I really appreciate uh, that because that helps me to serve you. And if you're feeling particularly brave and you want to shoot me an email, actually, I will send you a little exercise that you can actually do that will actually help you to uh, actually build that emotional resiliency a, a little bit more. So I'll give you some stuff to help you um, to work on the positivity, to work on resiliency of gratitude, self-awareness, just those different type of things. So I got some little coaching um, tools that we can use to, to help you. And so Hank, feel free to shoot me an email if you would like access to that. So that just means you got to step out there with a little self-confidence and say, Hey, Thomas, can you send that to me? Because I want to use that because I want to work on some things. Hey, here's the thing I want you to remember when you're out there emotional resiliency, when you feel like you're alone and you feel that no one cares. What I want you to remember there's someone right here who does care. All right, we'll talk with you next time. Drop your worries You are gonna turn out fine Oh, you turn out fine Fine, oh, you turn out fine But you gotta keep your head up Oh